Welcome to the Anxiety Slayer podcast. I'm Shan Vanderleek. Today's Anxiety Slayer episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Are stress and anxiety interfering with your happiness? Have you been considering seeing a therapist, but you're not sure where to start? BetterHelp will assess your counseling needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist so you can start getting the support you need online in under 24 hours. Special offer for Anxiety Slayer listeners is that you get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash slayer. That's betterhelp.com forward slash slayer. Today I'm speaking with one of my favorite people on the planet, Dr. Dane here in support of World Suicide Prevention Day and saving our youth. We'll be focusing our conversation on how we can support our youth who are struggling with depression, self-esteem, and an alarming increase in the rate of suicide. We know that suicide prevention remains a universal challenge, and it blew my mind to read that it's responsible for over 800,000 deaths, or one suicide every 40 seconds. And in 2019, the trends are just not getting any better. We're seeing that suicide is ranked as the second leading cause of death for 10 to 34-year-olds. From the outside, Dr. Dane once upon a time had this seemingly perfect life. But what most people don't know is that he also had set a date 20 years ago to take his own life. And years later, his mission continues to save lives each year by sharing his own story and to bring hope to others who are battling feelings of unworthiness. You may remember Dr. Dane joined us last November and we talked about unworthiness. And today it's my honor and pleasure to have him back. Welcome back, Dr. Dane. Oh, Shan, thanks so much for having me back. Yeah, it's fantastic. And I'm so glad you're doing this work. You say that suicide is the result of feeling worthless and wrong in the face of societal ideals and pressure. Can you please elaborate? I have my own ideas about that, but I know you do too. Definitely I do. And it's from having worked with a lot of people around the world who are experiencing depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, etc. And see, the thing is, we grow up in a world that's based on judgment. We're, you know, if you if you meet a baby, they're not looking at you and going, wow, ugly outfit. Gee, you're looking a little fat today. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> you know, babies don't judge. We don't judge when we come in. It's something that we're taught to the detriment of our self-esteem, our sense of peace, our sense of joy. And so what happens a lot of times, I also want to say none of these statements are blanket statements for 100% of people. That doesn't right. exist. I'm just talking about trends I've noticed. And feel free to disagree with me also. If you think I'm full of shit, that is totally okay. But we have a rule in when I do access consciousness classes, which is if you think I'm full of shit and you find out I'm not, you have to pay me $5. Because I hear that more than anything else. I thought you were totally full of crap when you said this, but I found out it's actually true. And I'm like, <laughs> I know. And so I do my best to say what actually is, not try to do hyperbole and speak about things that aren't. So what this is about is we grow up learning to judge ourselves. And so often those that get to the place of planning or deciding or desiring to take their own life they tend to be the sensitive individuals of the world. And they're so not understood 
by even their family, their friends, the the people that should be there for them and be able to to give them a shoulder to cry on and, and a shoulder to lean on, they don't even understand them. And and how do you understand somebody when when your volume knob for sensitivity of what's going on in the world and what's going on in the planet and people's thoughts, feelings, and emotions and what people are perceiving. When yours is at one and the person next to you, theirs is at 250, you know, you can't understand that. You're having a fundamentally different experience. And so, so many of these, these kids, especially because teenage suicide has been on the rise for a number of years now, these are really sensitive individuals a lot of time who are those people who feel like the weight of the world is constantly on their shoulders and their volume knob is up at 250 and most people's is down around two or three or six or seven and they're not understood. And so what we need to recognize is, so when we talk about the feelings of unworthiness, these kids and adults, you know, we can talk about them together because they have a similar situation they're, they feel the weight of the world. They feel the pains of the world in a way that people who don't get to suicidal thoughts do not. And mm-hmm. so they're not just taking on, they're not just in their own, see what's in their own head is not just theirs. One of the things that gave me a lot of freedom 20 years ago, I was going to take my own life. I saw an ad for this thing called Access Consciousness. I got angry because it said all of life comes to me with ease and joy and glory. I went and had a session anyway. I went into it depressed and suicidal, planning to take my life. And I came out of it with, this, <laughs> with a sense of gratitude for being alive. <laughs> and, um, and I looked out at the sky and I was like, has it always been this beautiful here? Oh my goodness. If it feels this way to be alive, I'm in. Like I'd found something that actually worked. Yeah. And the reason I'm bringing that up is because what we need to do is we need to actually Find something that works to address the individual where they are and not take our box and try to shove our box over them so they fit into the box. Oh, yeah. And tell them to suck it up or get with the program or a number of other things that I'm sure you and I both could come up with where they're just like that is just incredibly rude. And truly. (laughs) just so rude because (laughs) why would we do that and and i know that for some generations that they're not thinking about these words that are coming out of their mouths and so many of us are not thinking sometimes about the the words that we're saying and how much damage that they they can cause but believe me being a mom of a young woman who's 250 who is at Mm -hmm. that sensitive space what a learning experience this has been truly but you are, and the, the gift of you is you're a caring mom who looks into her world to see how, how you can work with not the little square peg in the round hole, but the multi-angled dodecahedronal creature that people are <laughs> trying to put into a, a round hole. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you look at her and go, look at all of your curves. Look at all of your angles. Look at all of your colors. Whoa, I need to expand my reality to, to come to yours. Not, I need to cut off everything that's beautiful and brilliant and different about you to put you in the box of this reality that most people don't even like, by the way. Right, right. You know what I mean? That's the funny part is people are like, people don't tend to like their lives right now, which is just amazing to me. Why are you still alive? Is, is, it's funny we say that on a show of talking about suicide. That may be a, sound like a really bad joke, but, <laughs> <laughs> but 
but hey, I was there. I can make that joke, okay? But I really, it's like for me when my life sucked that much, I was like, something's got to change. Yeah. But the thing is, so many people, they don't like their lives, but they're trying to make you fit into the box of a life that they don't even like. Right. This is, this like is my life? shitty life. This is my shitty life, damn it. And you're going to live just the same way as I am. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like, rather than them looking at, at these individuals who are up at 250 and going, they got something different. And, and here's the other thing is the funny part is when you say, here's my shitty life, why is their life shitty? Because they said yes to letting people put them in a box before and said yes to yes. Oh, there's a box with the door open. You want me to go in? Okay. I will walk in. Please shut the door and make sure to cement it so I can't get out. And I'm going to hate my life, but I'm going to try to make everybody else fit in the same damn box. Right. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Cray cray. Well, and the thing too is that right now with, with everything that's going on in the world with the pandemic and, and COVID-1984. And yeah, right. There, <laughs> I think about, I think about, and I'll just use Marin as an example because she's okay with that is that she, this young woman who's moved off to a different city to go to art school, first time away from home in the midst of a pandemic, being wow. highly, highly sensitive, living in an apartment building where there's a lot of noise. And I'm thinking how brave she is Truly, and, how I, love and it. How, I, how I trust that she'll figure it out and that, you know, some days might be more challenging than others, but also to make sure she knows because we need to let them know how, how that we trust them and how brave they are and how creative they are and how it's really okay to be completely different than, than anyone else. And to, for in her case, to be in art school, well, thank heavens, because, you know, everybody in art schools, air quotes, weird. <laughs> so she finds her people there, right? Oh, that's wonderful. And and what is this is the interesting thing to me also is is we rise to the level or go down to the level of where people see us. Yes. And what they're willing to see us as. And I also have to say, Shan, you just you're you you exude such uh, a such like truly a beautiful space of kindness and allowance for people. And, and it's just goodness. If we had more of that in our world, which I think we could, goodness, what a greater world it would be. Well, thank you. you. (laughs) We could cry together. (laughs) Because it really is. It's like, we, we think, you know, people were so in our heads. What do we need to do to change the world? If we're even tuned into such a thing, right? Mm-hmm. What do we need to do to change the space of this world so people don't want to leave it? Right. What if they could actually love it? And so that is exactly you. That's exactly what is required is for us to be that space that is beyond the need or requirement of judgment and the beyond the need of right or wrong and and allow our kindness to flourish yeah. and our generosity of spirit and our seeing other people as the greatness they can be without judging them if they don't choose it. Yeah. And that's how we change the world by what we choose to be. Yeah, without question. Oh, I think about why our young people are choosing to check out via suicide. And, and I think that I suspect some of it's compounded by the fact of, you know, certainly everything that we just talked about, but also this social media 
driven society where everything is good or bad, everything is judged, um, everything yeah. is, you know, how many likes did I get? And does anybody care about what I'm doing? And I'm going to put myself out there and then what might happen? And here come the trolls and here's come the judgment and that kind of stuff. I, I feel like is, is a big part of that equation. You've seen people bullied. You've seen, uh, you know, so much ugliness that has come through there. And I want to be able to help these young people wade through that, break through that and see that all of that is just a load of bullshit anyway. Let's get to the other side of that. True story. And the way, you know, what I've seen is the way that you do that, uh, or the way that that can be done, I should say, because I also have a sense of the space from which you do it, which is that, which is from that space we just talked about, that of what you be. And when you be that, everybody knows, the people that are willing to, to know it, yeah. know that they can come to you with anything and not be judged. Yeah. And I think that's one of the greatest things we we need to strive toward being for other people, but also for ourselves. Yeah, right. Which is which is a little more challenging sometimes. Let's yeah, that's, face it. <laughs> that's the that's the longest journey, at least at least this far in in, in my uh, humanoid existence is the uh, the forgiveness of self and the acceptance yeah. of self. I happen to uh, manifest a really wonderful partner for this lifetime with my husband, Thomas, who from almost day one, maybe day one, has just accepted me exactly as I am. Like from day one, I'm, I'm still puzzled by it. I still look at him and go, wow, like I was a real asshole yesterday and you, like you didn't, you didn't let me get away with it. You let, you let me know that you could see where I was at, but you let me be in that assholeness until I got to the other side of it or, or whatever. And, you know, not yeah. that we're getting into that today for our, our conversation uh, any deeper than that, but truly like I, what a gift. I feel like if that is one of the only gifts I've ever been given, it's just astounding to me. I still can't, I still can't wrap my head around it sometimes, but I can wrap my heart around it. Truly. And that is truly beautiful. And that, but isn't it interesting? Because if he were different, he would give you more reasons to judge you, like most relationships do. Totally. And, he just, he, and gives, he just does it. He just does it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he just does it. Friggin' awesome. And so that, that's why, and it's like for me, talking about this is part of it is, is giving people out there who desire something different an awareness of something different. That is something different. Yeah, But it's also something different that we can be if we would choose to be it, meaning we could be more like you are with your daughter, more like Tom is for you. And wouldn't it be interesting, one of the things I, I talk to people about sometimes when they say, you know, I'm still working on judging me. One of the things I say is, well, is there anybody in your life you don't judge, like in your case, your daughter? Well, I said, what if you like you as much as you like her <laughs> you know what if what if you were for you the same way you are for her yeah and people go oh and then what I do is I ask them to just indulge it for a moment so for everybody listening if you have somebody in your life you don't judge and just because you can't it's just not one of those things you do with that person just indulge for a few moments what it would be like to be that for you and then indulge what it would be like if you were Shan's daughter and had this beautiful, <laughs> this beautiful being who 
saw you beyond the eyes of judgment, what more could you be? And maybe you could just take that energy with you or listen to this podcast again when you need a little pick me up and a little reminder because I still need reminders. And thank God I have beautiful people like Shan to provide them. We can all show up with more openness and more love and more acceptance. And for the young people right now who are struggling, we see you and we think the world of you and we're so grateful for you and for your being highly perceptual, for your sensitivity, for your sweetness, for your difference, all of it. It's, it's magic. There, there is nothing there that isn't magic. And please know that. And we mean that with, with all of our hearts. Yes, truly. And we're here to do what we can to create a space where this world is something you love to live in. And it really does. It, it takes all of us. And we also know that part of the reason you're probably having some really intense stuff go on, if you are, is because you're actually part of that, but nobody's speaking about it. And everybody's getting into the trauma and drama of COVID and politics and all that. They're not looking at creating a future in our world. I, I want you to know there are people who are. And listen, like, interact with them. Interact yes. with what they're saying. And also, please remember what's true always makes you lighter. A lie always makes you heavier. And you know, and you know far more than most people do, what is true and what isn't. Yeah. No matter what, no matter the environment you're in, no matter what the, the lies that you're being told, all of it, you, you can break free of it. Dr. Dane is a living proof of that, as are so many who are highly sensitive, creative, amazing contributors to what we're creating next, which is a much, much more amazing, magical space than, than what you might be experiencing right now. We are in the process. It is happening. It's just kind of behind some of the other garbage that needs to fall away and is being chipped away at and will fall away just if you just let it. Yeah. And I've also got to say that when you start to create a world for the greater, the, the things in the world that don't want that start yapping their nasty heads louder and louder and louder in the hopes that you won't head toward possibilities, that you'll stay mired in the trauma and drama as though you have to. And there are lots of people that believe they have to. They're not listening to the show. <laughs> no, they're not. They're, <laughs> they're not. probably in a political rally right now. And so realize that also. It, and this thing of it's always darkest before the dawn. I have seen this personally many, many, many times. Mm -hmm. And what I tell people is, look, take two more steps. Yeah. When it seems like the darkest thing you've ever experienced, take two more steps. And that's usually what it takes to bust out into the light that is actually there. Right. And if that doesn't work, take, take two more. Two more, you know, right. I, it's like my point of view is never quit never give up, never give in, and never stop. Right on. And you will create what you know is possible. And we together will create a far kinder, a far more generative, a far more joyful world. Let's put it this way, a world that doesn't suck, a world that's actually <laughs> right. awesome. You know, right. it's like, 
it's we, in process. I see it is so in much evidence of that, you yeah, know? Yeah. And a lot of, because the thing is you get what you look for. If you look for where the world is going to hell in a handbasket, all you're going to see is hell in a handbasket. Yeah. If you look for possibilities, you'll start to see that too. Start yes, to look, actively seek out possibilities and actively seek out things that you can be grateful for and people that you can be grateful for and people that are as weird as you and don't judge you for being that weird. Yes. Yes. And by the way, the original meaning of weird was of spirit, fate, or destiny. Yes. So when people say you're weird, yes. Thank, thank you for you. the acknowledgement. Yes. After the break, we'll discuss how we can give our young people the opportunity to see themselves as valuable and capable. Today's Anxiety Slayer podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Are stress and anxiety interfering with your happiness and preventing you from living your best life? There have been a few times in my life where I've needed some extra support and I wish that I had access to online support. BetterHelp will help you assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. And to be clear, BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not a self-help line. It's a professional counseling service done securely online and their services available for clients all over the world. You get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus you can schedule weekly video or home sessions and you don't have to leave the comfort of your home to do these sessions, which is really fantastic. It's also more affordable than traditional in-person counseling and financial aid is available. You can start living a happier life today. We do have a special offer for Anxiety Slayer listeners. You get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash slayer. That's betterhelp.com forward slash slayer. Before the break, we were talking about why an alarming number of young people are ending their lives and how we can do a better job showing them that they're valuable and beautiful just as they are. And here's the thing is, if, if here's, here's the interesting part is, it goes to the fundamentals of how we raise our kids. We, and, but what does that go to? Well, that goes to how we were raised. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, which goes to how our parents were raised and so on and so on. So basically, we're a bunch of cave dwellers trying to do something different and not succeeding very well. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Stop trying to drag your sister by the hair. We don't do that anymore. This is 2020. You know, If we can recognize that what most of us learned to do is we were taught to judge what was right from wrong and good from bad and only choose what was right and never choose what was wrong. The problem with that entire paradigm is we all believe in judgment as somehow necessary in order to know what to choose as though if we didn't have judgment running us, we would do terrible things to other people. Bullshit, okay? (laughs) Total bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and so let me give you a different way of looking at it. If, here's what I found is, so there are so many aspects to this to try to condense it as an interesting experience, especially with my brain. One of the aspects of that is it puts us in a constant state of judgment of us for everything we choose, everything we don't choose. Not only that, but everything we think. Yeah. So we're in a constant state. So we'll think something like, wow, you're an asshole. 
And then we judge ourselves for being judgmental, even though that could have been an awareness, not a judgment. So we also, and here's the other thing is we think that anything that we're aware of that's negative about somebody is a judgment, but it's not, it could be an awareness. So what we need to realize is judgment always makes you heavier. Awareness always makes you lighter. When you see somebody, you know, being mean to somebody else or they're mean to everybody and you're like, and you think in your head, wow, they're an asshole. Well, if it makes you lighter, that's just an acknowledgement of what is. It doesn't even have to have a charge to it. So that, that's one aspect of it because yeah. the other part of this with the kids and their sensitivity and the adults and their sensitivity is that they're so aware of what is really going on for people that people are hiding that they think that they're somehow judging because the person is judging something about them. They don't want the world to see. Why? Because they learned to grow up in a world of valuing judgment. So now they have to hide everything that doesn't show how perfect they are. Oh, and also what goes with that is the only thing they'll post on social media is their perfect curated life that shows how perfect they are. So people will give them likes and blah, 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 blah. And the person who's sensitive sees through all the bullshit instantly. And so they're living in a world where people are saying one thing and being another, and they're not even energetically congruent with their words. Like a lot of people who say, I love you. Now do this for me. That's not, I love you. Or I love you. So you must stay with me forever. That's not, I love you. But here's the thing. If you buy into judgment, in other words, and the people that are buying into this are the ones that always think they're wrong because they're wired differently. The humanoids of the world that always think they're wrong. And so they can be manipulated by somebody pushing the button of, oh, you made me feel bad or, oh, what you're doing is wrong and what I'm doing is right. So the humanoid goes, oh my God, you're right. I'll do what you want me to do. Well, they can do that for a while and not have too much effect. And then they start to get a little bit of effect, but there's a certain point where they're like, done. I can't do this anymore. But nobody's given them a paradigm. Well, access consciousness does, but- It's like very few people out there are having a conversation that's different. They're trying to teach them how to better navigate within the box. What I'm interested in is blowing up the damn box enough. And let's get to, if we had a world beyond judgment, I'm moderately delusional, okay, but not delusional enough to believe that we're going to wake up tomorrow and judgment is going to be gone. Right. You know, unless there's some major miracle, which I hope there is. I pray. I'm asking. Dear God, I know I haven't. Bring it, bring it, bring it. Let's see. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Bring it on, baby. I'll, I'll contribute. I'll do whatever I can. Okay. This is not to say, hey, all this is going to change tomorrow. But if we don't start having the conversation and putting the awareness in people's worlds, if we don't start heading there. We're never going to get there. Yeah. You know. So this is uh, perhaps a start, or or we're going a, a bit at this point of the possibility for that. One of my favorite stories that illustrates the point between right and wrong and awareness. See, what I would like to teach our kids is that every choice creates something and that you're pretty aware of what that choice will create before you even choose it. In other words, it's an energetic awareness. Like if you think of, will I marry, like if you've ever had somebody ask you to be a boyfriend or girlfriend or marry them, you know, you think about it and you either get lighter or heavier. Or you get a combination of both because you're not used to using awareness or because you're not aware of what's actually going on. That feeling that you get when somebody asks you something or offers you something or wants to do something with you or to you or for you is your awareness of the future that will get created. So we have a level of awareness, especially the sensitive ones have this dynamic level of awareness 
once again, that's got so many aspects to it that most people don't have. My friend, Gary, the founder of Access Consciousness, his little daughter, she was, I don't know, around six, seven, eight, something like that. The burner was on. He had just taken the pot off and she was going to go put her hand over it. And he didn't say to her, don't do that. What he said was, if you do that, it's really going to hurt. And so, of course, she stuck her hand close, you know, and felt the heat and pulled <laughs> her hand back and went, I'm not doing that. Right. But that way of functioning is, look, not don't do this or you don't have this choice. You have all choice, but yeah. what is that choice going to create? I love that so much because all of the don'ts, all of the no's, and you look at little kids, and I'm remembering my daughter when she first learned how to say no, <laughs> uh -huh. which was a lot. She'd say no, and she'd just keep on walking down the beach and wouldn't even look over her shoulder because she was out of here, that mm. kind of thing. And, and, and the more, if we would get into a place where no, 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 of course, that's where you go. You're going to do the no. You're, you're going to do the no because that's what we do especially yeah. when we're younger, when, you know, the pushback or it's just natural. But totally. what Gary did was perfect because, okay, you're going to be mindful that that if you do that, it is going to hurt. Yeah. And she gets to choose. I mean, choice that, and that's, you know, the thing that I've learned so much with access over the, over, you know, since Corona, since world happiness day, Dane really <laughs> jumped back in at world happiness day. And I think, Oh my gosh, choice alone and I mean this is one little piece there's so many pieces uh, self-acceptance and sweetness and just being able to turn things on their end and yeah. all of the weirdos and that's the thing if you're listening to this and you feel like you're all alone you are so not all alone there is a group of people all around the world that are playing in this access consciousness sandbox that is just amazing and I invite you to come join us. Uh, and, and of course, there's more than that. Even outside of access, we are here and we see you. Uh, and, you know, one of, the, one of the things I think is so cool is you have uh, written a couple of children's books to help young ones see themselves and, you know, starting, starting out building that self-esteem nice and when they're really little. Tell me about your books. Oh, I love those books. So the first cute. one is the Baby Unicorn Manifesto. And um, I don't know why manifesto, that was just exactly the word that showed up. I'm like, can I call it something else? No, this. I'm like, okay, that was just sort of it, what it wanted to be called. It got created because I have a friend that I work with really closely and she was pregnant. And she sort of had, she wasn't really connected with the baby. And you could tell it was sort of like, yeah, I got a baby in there. And I'm like, um, yeah, but what about being connected to it? And she's like, what are you talking about? Anyway, I did a session of, <laughs> I did a session with her of this energy stuff. You know, I did an access consciousness session with her and it was so beautiful because something we were able to change during that session. And I did it actually in a class, I, um, you know, where I do these sessions and when she got up, everybody in the room had tears in their eyes because they could perceive the difference. It was like, it was like they were connected finally. Oh. And, and in this beautiful way where it wasn't based on need, it was just two beings acknowledging each other. And I put my hand over her tummy and it was, whereas before it was sort of like hard, like touching a basketball, you know? Yeah. And then I touched it. It was like, it had this soft, sweet energy to it. And I was like, Oh, this is so beautiful. Everybody was crying. It was just so Aww. beautiful. 
And, um, and so when I found out that she had been born, I just, there was something I wanted to say to her, which was, you are phenomenal. You are amazing. You are a gift. You may not recognize it all the time, but we are here for you. And our, your only job is to find out what you would like to create in life. And we will be there to support you in creating it. And we all have your back, baby unicorn. You got this. And so people that read it, like one lady had it on her, uh, in her dining room, living room table, yeah, whoo, living room table. <laughs> and she had something like 25 people come over in the course of a week because she had all kinds of stuff going on in the house. And everybody picked up that book and read it and just softened. And then she had her teenage kids, just three teenage kids, and they had friends over and her teenage kid said, mom, will you read this to us? Oh my gosh, that's awesome. <laughs> I know, right? I'm like, if you touch teenagers with it, you know there's something that actually works in that. Yeah. So anyway, it's a really short read, but it's just such a sweet way of, of acknowledging the beings in our lives and, and the being there, acknowledging to them the gift they are and an acknowledgement to us because it's for big kids too. Yeah. And then- the next one is called the baby dragon manifesto because not, let's face it, not everybody's a baby unicorn. Okay. Some people are torching shit all over the place by breathing fire on it and turning it to ashes. And this is actually written from the perspective of, of a baby dragon. Who's like, Whoa, I just torched all that. I did that. Oh my goodness. You know, big dragons come in and sort of give it some awareness that (laughs) that is actually your power. What are you going to do with it? Yes. And um and then the latest one that is almost out is called the Baby Stardust Manifesto, which is about the earth coming into being and some of the gifts of that. Oh, cool. And what a beautiful contribution to help reach these young ones and the teenagers who who see mm-hmm. it on the coffee table. I mean, it's that that's where we start. Yeah. We start when they're young and let them know. Now that's the thing. Yeah. You know, so, so many parents, you know, certainly the, the child comes first and, and they're doing all they can to keep their child safe and school and all of these things that come along with that. But the, the self-esteem part and the magic part and the, yes, I'm going to teach you about how people function in the world, but please understand that that's just a, a guideline. That doesn't mean you're stuck in this space and you can only do this, you know, challenge that. it, ask questions, do other things. Oh my gosh. I mean, my daughter asks more questions <laughs> and um and goes mother and i know that on occasion we drive people insane but it's but until i have an answer to what i'm curious about i'm going to keep asking exactly well, what's, that? what's that well what's that it's just i wish we had more of that you know and i know yes when kids are little they just run around in circles asking questions you know but yeah. if we can not shut them down for that and acknowledge the gift of that because asking questions allows you to navigate to a different space. Yeah. Allows you to get to a different reality that didn't exist before you asked the question. Right. And and that thing, like, what else is possible? What's right about this I'm not getting? What is possible that I've never considered before? How does it get any better than this? How much fun can I have here? And one of my new personal favorites, what's funny about this that I'm not laughing at? Yes. <laughs> so much. What's uh, funny about this that I'm not laughing at? Oh my gosh. You just sent me like right back to a time in my life where I was so serious. Oh, I know the feeling. So serious, <laughs> very serious. And God bless her. She's back there now. 
but to be, to be able to laugh at ourselves. Totally. I'm, oh, you know what? I'm so glad you said that because it reminded me I used to be so serious too. Like I thought I had to be, even though I, I didn't know how to be. So I didn't even do that right. So right. I made myself more serious to be yeah. serious because I was never serious enough. You know, yeah. thank you for that reminder. <laughs> okay. You're most I feel, I'm even happier now. Thank Yay. you very much. To not be that serious, especially. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Well, you and I could, it's clear to me that we could go on and on. And I know you have a lot on your plate today. So before we wrap our conversation today, what, what would you like to share? How would you like to reach our, our young people that are listening in or the parents of young people who are listening in who are just kind of walking that line right now of wondering if this is even worth it? Uh, let me just say, number one, I get it. I really do get it. And I work with a lot of parents and a lot of families and a lot of kids. And it is changeable. And I was at a place 20 years ago where I thought it was not. And I'm just telling you, it is. You just need the tools that actually work, not the tools of judgment. And Shan invited you to come and play with Access. I invite you with that also. And please know, it's not something that once you do it, you're in forever and we're going to harass you to come. It's more like, hey, come and play when you want. Leave when you want. Come back if you want. Doesn't matter. It's your choice because you know. But I would like to say that we're at, a, we're at a crux point in the world right now. And we have a chance and have a choice to truly create an earth that actually can have a sustainable future. But it means we're going to have to do things different. And as opposed to the different that a lot of people say, like they have some conclusion about what that is, the difference I'm talking about is to start actually being the us that we would truly like to be and interact with our kids on that level and start inviting them to be the them they would truly like to be. And in so doing, undo all the crap that we put on them because that's another thing that occurs, especially for the humanoid parents of the world, is they're in a constant state of judgment for not being a good enough parent, yeah. but nobody's talking about it. Well, in Access, we talk about it. Not only that, we yeah. kind of get you over it if you're willing to have that. I just want to say that you are not wrong as a parent. And that's the other thing is if you have a kid who's struggling, who's depressed or withdrawn or suicidal or, or not even that far, struggling with anything, you tend to go to the judgment of you as a parent. Please stop. Yeah. Your judgment of you is only making you unhappy and, it, and making you heavy. And it's actually not true. This is not your fault. Your child was a complete being when they came in and they still are. And you can be something that starts having a conversation with them, asking them about their lives, but from a place of not judging them. Yeah. Let your kids know today, I have turned over a new leaf. I am sorry I've been such a terrible parent sometimes. And I just want you to know, I've been doing the best damn job I could with the tools I had available. Yeah. And I tried to parent you like my parents parented me, but I didn't like the way they did it. And yet I've been doing it. That stops today. Yeah. I'm not perfect. I'm not going to try to be, and I'm not going to require you to be perfect either. But I would like to start having, letting you know that no matter what you tell me about, no matter what you want to talk about, you will not be judged. You can tell me anything. anything. 
And if I do start to judge, I will stop myself or you tell me I'm judging and I will stop myself. Now, this is a very vulnerable, vulnerable conversation. And what we need to realize also, which is really brilliant, is that our kids are very manipulative too. Okay. So a lot of people, they'll hear these conversations and go, oh, my little angel, and they're just an angel. <laughs> oh, no, baby. Uh-uh. They're a baby unicorn and a baby dragon, okay? And so some kids will then use that against you and try to tell you how you're wrong. You need to find out what kid you're dealing with. Yeah. Are you dealing with the kid that is going to use it against you? And if so, you phrase the conversation differently. differently. If you're dealing with a kid who needs to know because they're feeling so wrong that you've been feeling wrong too and you're not perfect. The bottom line is to let them know what you've been doing. You're not going to have to put a standard of perfection on you or them anymore. You can tell me anything without judgment. Okay. And let's do this thing together. And let's, do you want to go on this new journey together and have a conversation with them? Like they're an actual person. Yes. Because they are a complete being. They don't just become a complete being when they're able to vote or drink. You know what I mean? (laughs) Or have sex or whatever our standard is. Right. You know, that doesn't just happen from one day to the next. They are complete beings from the time they came in. If we treated them that way from the beginning, we'd have a totally different world, which is why I'm talking about it. So we can do that. So we can have a different world in the future. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Dr. Dane, for having this conversation today. I I just know that the Anxiety Slayer listeners, the families, young ones are going to take away so much from this and be seen and understand that there's all kinds of room for all kinds of people on this beautiful planet. And we've got you and we see you. And wow, so much magic, right? What else is possible? That, what else is possible? And also, what's it going to take? If we just ask this question, what's it going to take for us to have ease creating a sustainable living earth for all of us for at least the next 10,000 years? And I say 10,000 because people's brains fry when I say that, and then they can't figure it out. And then they're like, did I just ask that? Yes. Right. Yes, you did. Because if we can have that perspective, you know, that's one of the reasons we get to this place of people desiring suicide is they don't see that there's a possible future. Everything they hear is that there isn't. Well, you know what? We can change that. Yes, we can. Thanks again, Dr. Dane. Thanks, Jen. If you found this podcast helpful, please consider supporting us on Patreon. As a friend of Anxiety Slayer, you'll get access to over 40 guided meditations and extra resources for calming anxiety. Visit patreon.com forward slash anxiety slayer.